Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Before we get started on today's show, we do want to share that we had a few technical difficulties with audio and video, and we are very sorry for the inconvenience. Um, we did try to edit it as best we could, and we hope that you still enjoy our episode and our recap of The Impossible Dream. Hello, Postables! You're listening to Deliver Me a Podcast, hosted by Casey, Jess, and me, Cami. Special thanks to James Jandrish for letting us use his amazing music. Now, sit back, relax, grab a Yoohoo and a stamp collection, and here we go. Welcome back, Postables! So happy to have you. We have a special guest host host with us today because Jess isn't feeling well and Jess, mwah, we love you. Hope you feel better. But we have Miss Colorado Hardy herself, Laurelyn Buzacruz. Hi, Laurelyn. Hi. We especially like her because she's a When Calls the Heart and Sign Seal delivered fan. So, so she's yes. the double. And since Casey and I are the double, we really like you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good combo. Hardy and Postable. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Today, we are going to be talking about to dream the impossible dream. <laughs> Sorry, had to do it once. Had to do it once. All right. So, first impressions. First impressions when it flashed on the screen. What did you guys think of the very first scene that popped up? Can you remember back to the first time you saw it? Yeah, I was like, uh, wait a second. Are we continuing the story? Like, and I had to watch it out of order because um, they weren't airing them and they didn't have all of them on Hallmark Movies now. So I'm literally getting oh, other okay, copies so and I'm like, okay, we have From the Heart. Okay, we have Truth Be Told. Okay, we have like okay. Home yeah. Again. Like I was literally piecing the story together. So because I didn't uh, order, I was like, wait a second. Didn't we just like talk about this chick in one of the other movies? <laughs> that was my reaction. That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I first saw it, I was just excited that they were continuing the story because I mean, I had no idea. I thought it was kind of done after Truth Be Told. And yeah. then they started with The Impossible Dream. And I was like, oh, yes, we're going to see what happened. Yeah, that's what, that's what Casey and I and Jess talked about uh, last time. When we talked about Truth Be Told, we said we thought that this was the end, that it was just mm-hmm. going to end like that. And then when the, when, when, the, uh, when the door to her cell opens, I went, oh, it's Randy! She's alive! Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I had, when I watched it for the first time, I had just finished watching Truth Be Told. And then mm. I and then I was watching Im- Impossible Dream right after that, and so yeah, I got very very excited. Like she's alive. 
So, uh, and when we talked to Tammy Gillis, she told, she gave us a lot of behind the scenes and insider info. So for one thing, her wig was really, really long because they wanted to make it look like two years had passed. And so Mm -hmm. in her soldier, in her soldier picture, she had dyed her hair brown and it was cut short. So that was her hair. And then in the and Tammy I hope I'm getting this right and then in this one in this one it was longer hair mm-hmm. because she had been a prisoner for two years oh, okay can, can we just start there two years I oh mm. yeah mm. in really horrific conditions uh, like I know. like uh, not only is she a POW but she is also a woman Oh, which is in that area and in American. So, I mean, it's just not looking too good. All kinds of things. Just tick, 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 tick. Tick all those things off the list. And I am surprised that she was not dead. I really am. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very glad that very glad that she wasn't dead. So she is helping she is helping a father and his expectant daughter deliver the baby because apparently there's a problem. And so they brought, so her father brought her to the prison so that he could get help from Randolyn because he knows who she is. She brought medicine to their village. And then he says, freedom is not impossible. And you just go, <gasps> <laughs> It's just, oh, oh my gosh, really? Oh, oh, you know, <laughs> you, get, you start gripping the chair and you start, start scooting up onto the edge of your seat. Okay, and then, and then we have the big opening, which I consider kind of the Apollo 13 opening because you got the four of them doing the slow motion walk down the corridor to the session of Congress. Okay, Shane's got I, that power walk going on. She's right, like a yes. boss, man. I, I was just going to say, I love, I love how each of them is walking in character. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you got Norman who, poor man, bumps into the flagpole. <laughs> okay, that would be me. To be 100% honest, that would be me. I'm always the one who is who usually if we're standing in a line of friends and we are walking, I'm usually the one that like falls off the curb, bumps into like a random desk or like a table or trips over my own feet like <laughs> I got you, Norman. <laughs> And then we've got, and then we've got Rita with her scared and unsure eyes and her, her kind of, I I like to call it kind of her delicate hand position where, you know, it's kind of, she's walking like this with her hands kind of positioned just so. And then we've got the signature Oliver walk with his hands behind his back and just straight forward. And then we got Shane walking like a boss. <laughs> like, I know exactly where I'm going. I'm gonna, I am going to crush this thing. <laughs> and did you notice that there was a hu- there was a red, white, and blue uh, 
just different patterns of red, mm -hmm. white, and blue between the four of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, lo I loved the use. I love the use of red, white, and blue between the four of them. I thought that was fabulous. Uh, yeah. They did a good job with that. <laughs> they did. They did. And so then we go into the session of Congress. So this is not a trivia question, so I can say it. The Subcommittee on Emerging Threats and Capability. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is a very serious matter and we can get from the context that this session was only called last night they said mm -hmm. they called last night they said you're coming into you're coming into the congress tomorrow okay yeah. you know? <laughs> all right so it becomes it becomes uh, apparent that they are bringing information to this subcommittee of congress that they think they can rescue randy lynn and that there is an imminent need not just it would be nice but there is an imminent need mm -hmm. so then we go to the mailbox grill where oh. what what? Yeah, really quick. Can I just chime in real quick and say, of course. can you imagine? Because I mean, I know they have to do it for the storytelling of the movie and going all the way back to the mailbox girl and starting the story from there in the flashbacks. But... But can you imagine being in like that setting with Congress and trying to be like, okay, we have an emergency situation, but let me go back to like last Thursday, like when we were leaving prior to us leaving like all the details because oliver would give all that back he would give all yeah. the details. <laughs> i can't i can like, just i can just see the point uh, 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 you know checking their watch okay i get the point you know? <laughs> Yeah, that is one point. That is one point where I'm with the senator, with uh, where I'm with Madam Chair Chairwoman. Mm -hmm. That that uh, they they need to speed it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the mailbox grill where uh, where Ramon is interviewing is interviewing Rita and. He then starts to hit on her, and Norman very uncomfortably comes in and says, "Time for us to leave on our trip to DC together." <laughs> How much more obvious can you be? I don't know. That's <laughs> Norman. These interactions with Ramon—they are hilarious and just so oh my gosh, I. So Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can say. <laughs> Just, oh. <laughs> no, but I love what he said. It must be so hard to say goodbye. Uh, no, not really. No, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't have a problem saying goodbye to me. You're going to have to say goodbye to that woman. You know? <laughs> And then we see, and then we see Oliver and Miss Bullock, the lawyer, finishing up their business, and everything's all settled. And Oliver is a millionaire, for all we know, <laughs> mm -hmm. a substantial yeah. amount of money. He's young. He's rich. He's good looking. He's single. He's single. <laughs> Holla! Right. 
quit the post office? <gasps> you know what I mean? <laughs> she she may as she may as well have suggested assassinating the president of the United States. You know, yeah. I mean, as as far as Oliver is concerned, that's treason. So then we go back to the DLO where Oliver has laid out four itineraries down to the minute. <laughs> okay, that's also me. <laughs> <laughs> down to the minute Casey. yes you don't understand when i when i got married okay oh when i got boy. married i had an itinerary i had the walk i had the the songs i had everything lined up like you're walking at this point of the song and you're doing this and you're here and you're doing like everything the whole thing i was my own wedding planner for that and all i, I was too no i mean like it like you are doing it this way, like my way, oh, with I, all I the details. Okay. I mean, okay. it was, I think it was maybe five pages long. Like, oh, wow. Because I'm insane like that. And for all our vacations, I am literally like, okay, on this day, we're doing this, this, this. We're doing these activities. Like, but would you say we arrive at 356? Yes. If that is what the itinerary <laughs> says, if Delta <laughs> is landing at, you know, DC at Reagan Airport, it, and it says 356. We are landing at 356, honey. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> no, I did, I did my itinerary for when we got married, and we were falling behind with the pictures on my wedding day. It is way past noon. We're supposed to be doing pictures right now. <laughs> so, but everything worked out. Everything worked out. All right. So, but then Shane suggests a little sideway to, you know, mm -hmm. putting, putting something in and just doing a little segue over to here and <gasps> <laughs> Oliver looks like he's about to have a conniption. <laughs> so, did he type those itineraries, by yes. the way? He typed, yeah. he color-coded everything. <laughs> so he can manage around a computer or maybe a typewriter. Oh. Uh, I, I, would go, huh. I would go typewriter or incredibly basic, incredibly basic computer. <laughs> so we have the, <laughs> so we have the visit to the old home. Oh. So I have mixed feelings about this because I, I've lived in a few homes in my life. I, I was born at one home, moved to the home I'm in right now. I, I moved here when I was seven. And then I went and lived in Nicaragua for three years and then came back to this home. So mm -hmm. this home is the house that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. and. You know, going back and seeing my old home, it's not, it's not that emotional for me, but I would probably think, I mean, depending on where I was in my life, I don't know exactly, but I would, I would think that if this house had been demolished, I would probably be a little sad, especially if I didn't know about it. And then I just drove up and it's a pile of bricks. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? What's... What's your home story? Well, I, 
my family didn't really stay in any specific house all that long. So I don't uh, know that like a childhood home would have that impact, but my grandparents' home oh. where we lived for a little bit of time where we had Christmas gatherings and just holidays in general, there's so many memories there. Mm -hmm. um, they were talking about selling it a couple years ago. And I just remember getting this like tight feeling in my chest, like you can't sell that, that's the family home. <laughs> Thankfully it stayed in the family. But I, I could imagine um, being upset like Shane was if something happened to it or it got demolished or given to someone else or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I am a very sentimental person by nature and I would totally be the one to be like, hey guys, we're going back to my hometown. Come see my old house. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I just have a lot of fond memories of my childhood house. I mean, I only lived there for 11 years, but when we moved from Connecticut to Florida, I was in, it was between fifth and sixth grade. So that was a very monumental time period in my life anyways. And it was really hard for me because I literally was leaving everything I knew and everybody I knew to come down to some place that I didn't know anybody except for like, obviously like my family and then my cousins who lived like about 20 minutes from us. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a very, like I would have done the same thing as Shane. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I probably would have cried if I got back and saw there was no house there. Like, what? Why? You know? Yeah. I've, I've never been faced with the situation, but, you know, it, it, I, would, I would think that if it were this home that I'm in right now, that I came back 10 years later and it was just gone with no yeah. explanation. <laughs> and actually when um, we went back to visit friends and family up there about 10 years after we had moved and my best friend from like our ch my childhood was like, Hey, let's go see your old house. <laughs> so oh. we took a walk and we actually went to see our old house and we knew the oh. people who lived there, but I didn't want to be like, knock knock hi remember me can i come in <laughs> like you know my parents because <laughs> that'd be weird but i did take a picture outside of it so what he what he says uh what what oliver and shane say right here the the message that mom was sending shane with the rose the lot because i i love that even when she went away even after Shane went away, she would get an envelope in the mail of the last rose of summer wrapped in wet paper towels and a plastic bag. I think that is so sweet, so sweet and so endearing. And then Oliver says, she was sending you a message. Pay attention to the simple little things right in front of you, or they could be gone before you know it. Mm -hmm. And this is actually the first time that I got this. I guess I just wasn't paying attention before, but uh, because the because we cut back to the session and the chairwoman says, "What does this have to do with anything?" And I would probably be saying, "Yeah, same thing here. What is going on here?" And says the letter is compelling us to pay attention to the details or they will be gone before we know it. I said, okay, good point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, here, here, is, here is something interesting. We're in the hotel lobby, and Rita is registering for the Miss Special Delivery. But if you go back to the itinerary, Rita was supposed to register Friday morning. And I oh. went, oh! She's registering on Thursday night. 
That Ooh. is an inf- that is an infriction <laughs> of the pink itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet Mindy from Wyoming, Big Piney, Wyoming. And she is the one who is practically neighbors with Rita, and she helps her out a great deal by giving her her rehearsal spot, which, you know, it just shows you the kind of person that Rita is. And then who do we bump into? Harper Ferguson and Phoebe Amidon. Did you guys, did you guys notice that she hugged Norman first? Mm-hmm. I love that. It's just a beautiful, silent continuation of that bond that she had with Norman. She goes and she hugs him first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so sweet. It's so sweet to me because you know how Casey would be saying, that's me, that's me. That would be me. Mm-hmm. That, that would totally be me because I was, I was bullied a lot as a young kid and as a teenager and so finding an adult that I completely connected with and then seeing them completely out of context, I would go, oh, hi! <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. So then Shane makes a very mysterious call to someone that we have only ever heard his name Mm -hmm. and she does it which i think is very interesting she does it after listening to harper and phoebe's story that they Mm -hmm. can't get they made this trip they came all this way to get details about randy lynn i mean that's that's dedication yeah to to fly all the way to dc from colorado Laurelyn, <laughs> and just, just to try to get some answers. I mean, wow. That, and then they're put off, which I think is just <laughs> so frustrating. I understand national security. I understand classified, but putting off the family in the name of classified, that ticks me off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, all right. So now we are at the outdoor restaurant area and we see Oliver see Shane. <laughs> okay. Okay. We all know <laughs> Mr. Oliver O'Toole is a very refined gentleman with all the words and all the respect. However, that look on his face was like, man, she's hello. <laughs> I forgot inside the hotel lobby. What does he do? He asks her. <laughs> and at first it doesn't dawn on her because we're in Washington, D.C., Oliver. There's going to be a lot of nights out. <clears throat> well, uh, perhaps just you and I, but you're asking me out for dinner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just confirmation. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. So if we think of the timeline, truth be told, it was the one right before this. And that right. was like March-ish, yeah. right? Because Shane's birthday is March. 
it's march so, or april. it is so hard it's, it's like march or it. april i think it's yeah. her birthday so this is like a few months later so i'm like okay okay I because it's july so. yeah mm -hmm. no. oh yes it is july yes mm -hmm. yes so I'm like, you know, at this point in, in the series, I'm like, okay, okay, we're, we're good. We're moving along. We're moving along. It's about dang time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, and we can get into this a little bit later because I do have a question for the end when we wrap, when we wrap this up. But okay. from July to the following movie, which is February because it's Valentine's Day. I know. Like. Oh, what wow, the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. But let's talk uh, about those speculations later. Okay. Okay. Michelle. <laughs> so, so yes, we have a very pleasantly, I don't, I don't want to say surprised because he always knew that she was beautiful, but how would you describe that reaction? Um, flustered, pleasantly flustered, maybe? I think that it's because, like a good one. yeah, pleasantly yeah. surprised and flustered. And yeah. I, <laughs> I think she was wearing a very bright color, which is not usually a Shane look. Shane That's is true. usually in yeah. very muted colors. Mm -hmm. Like Rita's usually the one wearing the bright colors, like the bright pinks and the teals yeah. and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so when Shane walked out with her blonde hair and the power walk and the orange dress, I mean, she was like, "Hello, <laughs> yeah, holla, sunshine <laughs> coming at me." <laughs> and I also love the fact that she was looking at him. Oh yes, it was yep. so annoying when oh. we got interrupted by Agent Steve Merrick. <laughs> Oh, the first time I saw this because it was um, like a a an internet version, if you will. I couldn't tell who she was looking at, and at first, because usually oh. in the typical Hallmark movie, it's like the girls looking, looking at their past. ex, yeah, past. So then when I saw wow. this the next time around on like Hallmark movies, now I was like, oh, she was looking at Oliver! Yay! <laughs> that makes me feel so much better, especially yeah. after like the rest of the Steve storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Oh, Steve. And did you love how Oliver was like, do I sit down? No, I stand. I'm going to sit. No, I'm standing. <laughs> and that hug from uh, Steve? Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I would not appreciate my ex-boyfriend picking me up like that. Like, oh, no, sir, you do not have that. Well, yeah, but she like, doesn't want to make a scene. Well, no, of no, course she's not. She's obviously very uncomfortable. Uh, don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, but I'm like, hmm, what? I think yeah. she's walking a very fine line here because she called him. But mm -hmm. she expected him to just call her back. So yeah. she is completely taken off guard. Mm -hmm. And she is shocked to see him. He's coming at her. So like, oh, gosh, what do I do? You know? <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then she's trying to play nice as well mm -hmm. because she needs something from him. So yeah. that, that's a very fine line for her to be walking right there. Yeah. And she's also, like, kind of code talking to Oliver when she's, like... Let's go out for drinks tonight. Tonight. Oh <laughs> I promise. This is a good reason. Like, 
you know, they don't say a whole lot and she doesn't even really change her tone, but you can tell like she's trying to convey a message to to Oliver, you know? Yep. And he's not getting it. Oh my gosh, that is so frustrating. She says directly to him. She says directly to him, why don't we meet for drinks after after Mr. Merrick? Oh gosh. Honey, please get a clue here. <laughs> she doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> you can't blame him because he's heard about Steve. No. Steve sent her the birthday card and then he gives he does the pickup hug. Which is like, that is very, very sacred. That, the pickup mm -hmm. hug is sacred. Oh. <laughs> now, if there had been a spin, he would, oh. <laughs> that man would have been sent to the chopping block right there. <laughs> but there was no spin. So there was no spin, yeah. And did you notice they left their drinks? I was like, but you All right, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but your drinks are still there and they look delicious. Yeah. <laughs> More Arnold than Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, really quickly, I want to talk about the envelope. Mm. We don't know what's in there yet, but something I really noticed in Oliver throughout the use of this movie is his use of hmm. Did you, he uses hmm constantly and it's almost like a weapon, you know? So Norman, what's in the envelope? Hmm? You know, <laughs> he's like, come on, buddy, let's get talking. And then when he starts interrogating Shane about, about Steve, like, hmm? You know, <laughs> just, that hmm is powerful. <laughs> yeah. You know, he does he does do that a lot through the series. He, he does. does. But I think I the really intensity, noticed it. yeah. I really noticed it in this movie because he does it a lot. Yeah. He does it in this movie a lot. I also kind of wonder if it's an Eric thing too, because I've noticed that in his other <laughs> movies, honestly. That that very well could be. Like yeah. especially when he's getting when his character is getting like kind of riled up. Uh-huh. He does like throw the hmm in there. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we do a very quick scene, but it's too cute to pass up. Norman at the door knocking to try to get to try to give Rita her present, just standing completely awkwardly out there in the hall with these girls just buzzing. And oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> Did you catch that one of the girls as he's walking away? You can hear like the tittering in the background. It's like a little teddy bear. <laughs> yes, yes, like yes. <laughs> Oh dear. I mean, and obviously he can hear that. I mean, I it, just, it must have been so embarrassing. And he's trying to catch her alone. And she's, this time, she's not getting the hint. You know, like, mm -hmm. there some, you know he's kind of gesturing with his head. And, and did you need something? Oh, no. Sweetie, darling Rita, close the door. <laughs> Get away from prying eyes. Come on, honey. You know? <laughs> and it's your boyfriend. I know. It's not like it's not like they are where they're at in from Paris with love. Yeah. They are an a 
official couple now. They haven't said the L word. They haven't said the L. Well, she has. She has. He has. She hasn't. Yeah. yeah. So they haven't said it to each other. But they've kissed, they've held hands, they've gone on official dates. Mm-hmm. They are an official couple now. So come on. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to the lobby where Steve is shamelessly trying to pick up Shane again. And he's betrayed by his own Excellence. Yes. Betrayed by my own excellence. Oh, gosh. I just threw up in my mouth. (laughs) He is good looking. I'll give him that. He is very easy on the eyes, even for an older guy, because he's older than we are. But yeah, Yeah, okay. No, I I think he is. I think he's good looking, but (laughs) dang, the things that he had the nerve to say is like, sweetie, you do not have a clue. (laughs) He is desperate to get back the one that got away. I'm telling you. And, you know, that leads you to wonder if he did get her back, what would it be like then? It would just go back to normal. Mm -hmm. It It would just go back to him dropping everything and leaving whenever he needed to and ignoring her and her never knowing where she stood with Mm -hmm. him so yeah it just but (laughs) good for her for being like listen here's the thing this happened Mm -hmm. this happened this happened we can be friends but there's nothing between us like Mm -hmm. because i mean in that situation i feel like a lot of girls would feel really flattered oh yeah you know especially especially because things are off to a roaring stop with oliver Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a lot of cases (laughs) there's a there's just so there are so many things that are in the way with oliver that don't include steve and so it would be it would be very very easy Mm-hmm. Very easy for her to fall back into old habits. Right. But I think probably my favorite line is, you came back on vacation. No, no, Mr. Suave and Charming, you're not getting me back. <laughs> yeah. I still like grab her hand and I'm like. Yeah. And then, of course, that's what Oliver sees. Course. Yeah. But she doesn't take her hand back quick enough, in my opinion. Yeah. True. Yeah. And when she's talking to Oliver about him, I don't know. You know, when she says, My flames are none of your business, I'm like, why aren't they? Why aren't they any of his business? And I you mean, could make it his business. See that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think also too, she's kind of she has to light a fire under him in order for him. Oh to yeah, light, you know? uh, yeah, under Oliver. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like when she does these sort of things, when she's like, you know, because she also mentions it in the, you know, in one in a million when they're on their date that they had been there with Steve, or maybe it was from the heart, whatever. No, but, it was um, it was one in a million. Was it one in a million? 
that she had, she had been met- there with Lester and Steve. And Steve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like Joe O'Toole says, yeah, she's saying these things because she's trying to defend herself. And I feel like it's the same here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's telling him it's none of his business to be like, if you're going to attack me, then. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That That's a good point. So I'm getting a real picture between this movie and Christmas and a lot in between of just how territorial Oliver is, especially when he has no reason to be, you know what I mean? I mean, at Christmas, he was still married. He was still technically mm-hmm. married mm-hmm. And, and he was getting mad because Jordan Marley got to dance with Shane before he did. And then when he danced, they did the dance. (laughs) And then he does the dance with Holly and from Paris with love. Like you are a punk. And so now, so now he's getting all territorial on her when he won't make a move. Mm -hmm. You know, he's getting, he's getting angry. He's getting upset and he's getting very territorial, but he won't make a move. The only move that he has made is the porch swing. Yeah. You know, and which is a big move, especially for Oliver. Do not get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not taking that down or anything, but when you consistently and constantly are determined to remain formal and refuse to take that next step, what's a girl supposed to think? <laughs> the, the point is that Oliver has no right getting so territorial when he refuses to move forward. I think it's an insecurity thing, honestly. Oh, it's totally an insecurity thing. He's insecure. (laughs) He's also, I think there's also that underlying fear that Shane is going to leave him just like his wife left him, just like his mom left him. So there are all those details. Plus, you know, we know that he is not by nature an emotional person. He is very task-driven. He's not very people-driven until Shane comes in the picture and so having to deal with all these emotions is kind of a lot. And he's coming face front with Steve, the birthday card dude. Yeah, like, the birthday card dude. And not you know, to mention the not to mention the fact that uh, Oliver is akin to molasses left in the refrigerator <laughs> while <laughs> while Steve is obviously a streak of oil that's been lit on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a whole lot of boundaries yeah not really okay he also says to her your friend steve like a curse word just like um oh uh, shane says holly like a curse word so that was also funny and then when steve when she admits to him that he's part of the clandestine services you dated a spy Eric's voice jumps like three notches higher and it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> Oliver's very like deep and very like talks down here. And then all of a sudden it was like, you dated a spy? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's move on to the postal museum. <laughs> we've, we've got everybody even rita there even though she's kind of 
separated off. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, but we get the story in the abbreviated version this time because he's telling Harper. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I am once again just appalled that Mm -hmm. she would, that she would leave him on vacation (laughs) somewhere that meant the most to him. And the fact that he waited, we Mm -hmm. don't know what time of day they were there, but he waited until the museum closed Mm -hmm. to leave. I mean, that's just, that is heartbreaking and heart wrenching. And then, but he's brave enough to come back and to have closure. Mm -hmm. And I love, and I love the story about Randy Lynn as a two year old (laughs) with the, with the bed and Mm -hmm. saying that she had to go back and reenact her fall so that she could make sense of the pain and so that she could make her father understand because Mm -hmm. she couldn't talk yet. Then we are at the Pentagon. Harper couldn't Harper couldn't make it because he overdid it. Mm-hmm. And so Phoebe and Norman take him to the hospital to get him checked out. And it's up to Rita. <laughs> Rita, Oliver, and Shane to keep the appointment. And did you notice that when <laughs> Shane says, here he comes, you know, Rita's smiling pleasantly. Shane kind of adjusts her clothes and Oliver looks angry like a kid who's been caught and sent to the principal's office. <laughs> he probably got Wasn't clams Rita, that like, night. kind of eyeing them too? Like she was kind of looking between Oliver and Shane like, oh. Oh, Rita? I didn't notice yeah. that. I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she was eyeing them. <laughs> <laughs> So we hear that as of six months ago, Randy Lynn was alive. Mm -hmm. Six months ago, she was alive. And there was a rescue attempt, but it failed. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if there were any casualties or not. And we get the clues. Oh, and we also find out that Kabul has mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently very good mail. Apparently. And I love, what, I love what Oliver says here. Mail is the gold standard of communication. And, and, Steve, and Steve goes, yeah. Anyway. You know. <laughs> so we get the clues. The day will end fast. The birthday of liberty. Return to the four poster. Song 5916, Proverbial 1810, and Grim Feet, because mm-hmm. his thumb was covering it. Dang it, Steve. <laughs> I love how Rita, she just like reads it really fast, and he's like, you're not supposed to look at them, blah, blah, and she And he's like, yeah, the clues don't even make sense. And she's like, I know. And she's like, I mean, I, I mean, bet. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, I have a tap recital to go to. <laughs> You guys think that Steve walked away on purpose, like hoping they might look at it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he keeps on because he keeps on saying, Hey, don't look at that. Okay, let's pretend I didn't hear that. Which I think that part, that part where he says, pretend I didn't hear 
that Rita has a photographic memory, which, you know, when Shane says that, Shane, quiet. <laughs> but you know whatever but uh but then when he says okay let's pretend i didn't hear that i thought oh okay now now he's ignoring the fact that rita has a photographic memory mm -hmm. and she probably remembers everything that was written so yeah because that means big trouble for him it mm -hmm. does i I don't think, I think he underestimated them, Yeah, is what I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he even gave it a second thought. Okay, yeah, she remembers what's written there, big deal. But I don't think he for a moment thought they would go straight to a park and start typing out the, and start typing out the, the clues and trying to figure them out. And as Oliver says, we are professionals. We should be able to break this code. <laughs> like from steve's point of view he's just seeing them as surface like we as the the viewers we know our postables and we know their characters and we know their depths and stuff for but steve, they're just look, weirdos to yeah, see i mean <laughs> for steve he's like this weird dude who like talks in postal code and stuff we got this like little dorky norman who just like you know kind of putters well, around norman, and then, norman wasn't there but he remember? met him he met him at the oh, drinks, yeah, yeah, at the yeah, drinks. Yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. we have rita who's like this cute adorable like ditzy girl is probably what he's thinking because she's kind of like in this when she's miss special delivery she's very girly she's very she's like very <laughs> girly she's giggly <laughs> very giggly and then you have shane and his ultimate goal is to get shane so yeah he totally underestimated them i mean anybody would just looking at them yeah. as like a, a little crew it's true crew. it's true so then mm. we have the That's big moment yeah, we have the big moment at dance practice. My dogs are barking so hard, I can't get back to first position. And then it dawns on Rita. Liberty! Not the 4th of July. That's not the birthday of Liberty. It's the, you know, I have to say, okay, I don't know what's, if it's because I was watching a movie, but the second that they said the birthday of Liberty, I was like, it's the dog. You know, I mean, because we're talking about the mm -hmm. mother. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the mother of the of the girl who owns the dog. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I don't know. I went straight to I went straight to the, the dog's birthday, but that's just me. You know <laughs> So okay. I like how Rita just runs off stage. Like I know, right in the middle of practice. <laughs> and um, sweetie. You need that practice. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's out of step except Rita. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. And the way he says it, yeah, everyone's out of step but you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are in uh, the hotel room where they start getting some answers. Mm -hmm. And, oh, okay. Can I just say... That when Madam Chairwoman starts saying, this is all based on the birth date of a family pet, I'm like, why the heck not? You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she says, why would a soldier oh. hoping for rescue purposefully write something obscure and run the chance that it wouldn't be decoded? I'm like, duh. Oh. <laughs> That oh that made me so mad. I was I was like, 
how are you in politics, woman? You know, <laughs> how are you the chairman of like this committee? <laughs> And the fact that her, you know, the other senator had to explain it to her, like, I'm like, wait, what? It didn't make sense. Even if she was, and here's the other thing too. She could have been playing devil's advocate. However, she genuinely looked confused as to why this, you like all these clues and why would she write in code? I'm like, of course, like even Mm -hmm. I, as a civilian, I do not have any ties to the military except that I live in a military town. Like, of course, duh. If you have any sense of imagination, you would know that they're doing it to protect those who are coming to rescue and fellow Americans. And, you know, even if it's not to, quote unquote, protect those coming to rescue, you don't want the people to know that you're trying to get out. out. (laughs) You're trying to get out. Come on. Oh, gosh. And then this is the other thing that ticked me off. She's not trained in navigation or survival. Really? She's not trained in advanced survival or navigation, so therefore she's dead meat. What do you train these people to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so frustrating. So frustrating. But we find out that the numbers are Bible verses Mm -hmm. that talk about high towers and running to them. We find out that Liberty's birthday is July 21st. We find out that the four poster was in reference to the four poster bed that she fell off of. Mm -hmm. So the only clue, the only clue that, oh, and the day will end fast. I love how, I, I never, I, I'm a religious person. We fast, we go without eating the first Sunday of every month. And I didn't think of that until Harper said it. I'm like, oh gosh, I am such a dummy. You know, <laughs> so the day will end fast. I love how he just jumped right to fast in a hurry or fast as in not eating. That was the clue that I picked up on. Oh, that was the clue that, that was you the clue up I picked okay. up on. Yeah, because in the beginning they were talking how it was Ramadan. And I right. knew that during that time period, that's when they fast. So I, I, that's the only clue I picked up on. I did not okay. get the dog, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're a team. Yeah. <laughs> we all pick up on different <laughs> things. <laughs> so uh, that, and we see, we see Randy Lynn running for her life and trying to trying to find her way mm-hmm. to the village of Durak because um, Assad, the man who helped her so bravely, so courageously, and so, oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know the word for it. You know, I mean, just the, the amazing heart that that man has, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, to, to rescue her and mm-hmm. not just and not just expect her to save his daughter. Right. And he he wanted to rescue her and just what a what a good man, what a good man he was. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't get back to he couldn't get back to uh to take her the rest of the way, but he left the only food he had with her. I mean, and for her to refuse the food, mm-hmm. That woman had to have been starving, you know, because who knows 
how well they fed her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and something that Tammy shared with us was that she, ha- she and Martha had the thought that she had broken her leg in that fall. Mm-hmm. And her leg had never fully healed properly. And so she's limping the so she's limping already a little bit and then she falls down that slope and and gets that huge gash and so she's doubly limping now mm-hmm. you know that oh that this oh this poor woman <laughs> just oh and so then we have the waiting outside conversation i had you vetted you know what I mean? <laughs> This conversation is so funny to me because it's it, it's a it's a way to say it, it's a way to say you better not hurt her, you know, because <laughs> you know? I'll find out. You know? but, but I I had you vetted. Yeah, yeah, you're what we call a, a solid citizen, and you know, and Oliver kind of yes, I'm coming to find that you are too. You know, very reluctantly. <laughs> Oh, at that moment, I, sh- I was like, come on, Oliver, just say thank you and move on. Don't tell him he's a good man. Like, <laughs> he's, come on. He's, he, did a, he did a great deal for them. You have oh, to admit did, that. But in that situation, we all know that Steve was just buttering him up because of Shane. You're going to thank him later after, you know. Don't tell him he's a good man. Just say thank you. I appreciate your ministry. I appreciate your help. Thank you. Just, you know, don't flatter him. He doesn't need to get inflated anymore. So, uh, oh, especially when Steve's like, maybe Shane has good taste. I'm like, <laughs> well, he's, he's giving Oliver a compliment right then. He's, he's also giving himself a compliment. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, he is. But he's giving Oliver a compliment because I think that by now Steve knows that his time is past. He's oh. still grasping it. He's still grasping at straws, but he knows that his time is past. Mm-hmm. Okay, so time out here really quick. Did we know, did we notice that Norman has worn a lot of plaid this entire this entire movie? Oh, he's yeah. worn a Yes, he has worn a lot of plaid. And so if you're following Shandell's theory, Alameda and Downing, that the characters, the male characters are incredibly stressed when they're wearing plaid. <laughs> and, and so and, yep, the more obvious the plaid, the more obvious the more, the more stress. stress. Yeah. <laughs> but so he's trying really hard to get this package to Rita and he can't do it. And then he's under stress with the with the session and everything like that okay speaking of the session let's go back if you can't tell us what grim feet means it renders the rest of your conjectures loose useless but will they let them look at the letter to confirm what grim feet means come on you know <laughs> That, that probably made me the maddest of all. These four have already been in this secret session of Congress. Mm-hmm. They have been sworn to secrecy. They're not going to reveal any of the other details of this. They've already been read in because they can figure it out. So why not give them three letters? 
come on. Right. Or at least take their first, like, what, four out of the five clues? Seriously. Five out of six. Or five, five out of out six, of yeah. Six. Yes. You know, like, yeah, they should. Like, but these are so-called clues. Oh, that, oh, I wanted to just reach through the screen and strangle that woman. You know? <laughs> you know, yeah, but it, it renders everything useless. But we're not going to let you look at the letter to confirm. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to be like Norman with the teddy bear in the lobby of From the Heart. I just wanted to rip something up right there. So, and did you notice that Oliver calls him Steve mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the one and only time because yeah. it's, it's personal now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is personal and he says steve was it grant was it pilgrim feet and he says yes and he goes boom randall and um, (laughs) i love his emotional reaction because like you said oliver is not an emotional person and so Mm -hmm. so just for him to get so emotional to pound on the table and then Every time and button his coat. (laughs) Every time I watch this movie and Oliver smacks that desk, and I know it's coming. I've seen this movie a billion times. I know. Like I literally jump (laughs) single time. And then the other the other thing that I haven't really noticed before, but I looked this time was the reactions of the ladies on either side. You don't see Norman's face, mm-hmm. but when he says it, Rita's, Rita's is the best in my opinion. She just goes, oh, you know, she, mm-hmm. it's, it's very subtle, but you can, she just goes, oh my goodness, duh. And then Shane on the other side, she, she didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she didn't give this, oh, duh, stupid me, but she goes, oh my gosh. You know, it's just, it's so slight, mm-hmm. but it's there. I yeah. really do like it. And also too, you can also see with Shane when, when the light bulb goes <laughs> off, it's a sense of pride for Oliver too. Like she's oh, like, completely. yeah, my man did it. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy right there. Even though he won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you also notice too, um, when Oliver is giving that speech and I, there's a fine line between character and real life. Uh, people but Kristen and Crystal you can tell that they're really trying hard not to cry yeah very much so yeah very very much so so we go to outside Hmm. we go to outside did you guys notice that everyone changed clothes except for Rita oh Uh -uh. yeah when when she's trying to get on the bus and I guess she doesn't need to change clothes because she's got her formal gown in her hand. But yeah, she she her clothes are the same and everybody else has changed clothes. Norman's still in plaid. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Norman. <laughs> I am just glad. I am just glad that Oliver did not see Steve kiss Shane. Because that would have been bad. <laughs> We did not need any more bad, bad vibes happening mm-hmm. in that arena. <laughs> I literally thought Oliver was going to see them kiss. I like, know. I was like, and we're doomed. 
<laughs> we're doomed. And then they spin. It always happens that way. I know. It yes, that's right. It always happens that way. Thank heavens it did it this way. Oh. oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Actually, let's not. Let's not imagine. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> but I do love, I do love that, you know, because he says, I'm here now. I live here now. No, 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 no. It's about so much more than your location. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get you a porch swing. I already have one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I, I was waiting for him to say, for her to say, and he gave it to me. <laughs> but that don't need to rub his nose in the dirt anymore. His pride has suffered enough. You know? Oh, and then the other thing too, I was like, Shane, don't tell him that you and Oliver aren't official. He doesn't have to know that. Oh, I know. I know. That's all he needed to hear. Oliver and I are not. That's all he needed to hear. And that's why he kissed her. Like she should have just been like, left it alone. Goodbye. Farewell. Oh. Peter Zane. <laughs> How many more ways can we say it? Adios. <laughs> I think you already said that one. <laughs> Goodbye, Steve. <laughs> All right. So now we're at the pageant. We're at the pageant. And okay, can I just say Rita looks stunning? And as Rita, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's still Rita, but she looks positively stunning, positively beautiful. I mm-hmm. really think that, I really think she looks absolutely gorgeous. And uh, Shane and Oliver are too antsy to sit. I do not blame them mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've been too antsy to sit about matters that are way. I still hold to the fact that I believe that it still could have counted because that magazine was not in print yet. It was not in print. It was the next month's issue. Mm-hmm. And she had not received payment. She had boy. received promise of payment, mm-hmm. but she had not received the payment. I still hold that Rita could have done the dramatic reading. Of course, story-wise, they're not going to do it because mm-hmm. it made it better to have her sing with Mindy. But I still hold, I still hold that she could have done it because that was next month's issue. She was not in print yet. Mm-hmm. And there, and she had not been paid. She had not been paid yet. And it said previous compensation. And she had not been paid. Huh? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Would not have thought of that. <laughs> Well, I'm kind of glad she had her freak out moment because the next scene was beautiful for her. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> so, so sweet. And I love, I love Shane and Oliver's reactions to her rambling because they're just smiling and kind of shaking their heads. And then she has that realization that he is in love with her. <gasps> 
And then everybody laughs at, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> just, I love it. I love it. It's organic. It's mm-hmm. sweet. And his, uh, the way that Norman is nodding with his entire yeah, body. <laughs> that was so it was so sweet. And it's funny, too, because Norman, the way he's, like, nodding, it's more like a, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not admitting this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. Just so them. That was the best part. It's like very perfect much. for Norman and Rita. Mm-hmm. Very much, very much. So then Mindy finally gets the guts to sing. I fully believe in the power of music and what it can do. And watching this part of the movie with her singing the impossible dream oh my gosh it tore my heart out mm-hmm. and when and i noticed three three phrases when she says too weary when she sings too weary randy lynn is just flat on her back and mm-hmm. just too weary she's too weary to go on and then when she sings quest it shows Randy Lynn trekking over the wilderness, mm-hmm. like the song says. And then, of course, Star. Oh, my gosh. The tears are just streaming down my face when she belts out Star. And it shows mm-hmm. the brightest star in the sky. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I am not a crier, but that scene every single time makes me cry. Like tears actually coming down my face. Oh. And that's, that's a rarity. So it's such a powerful scene. And so, I just, oh, it's me every time. So powerful. So powerful. And she wins Miss Special Delivery. And Rita gets Miss Special Handling, the fourth runner-up. <laughs> Which is equivalent to Miss Congeniality. Right. Yep. <laughs> Which you I know, think is actually better. I, I, I mean, I'm glad that she her. didn't win. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that she didn't win because that would have made it too tied up in a little bow. Yeah. And, and Mindy was the one being featured right there. So... <laughs> I yeah, I really think I really think that they did a really good thing in making her the fourth runner up. Mm-hmm. And then we have the adorable kiss. We cannot end the scene without talking about it. Just the bang, bump. Okay, you go this. I'll, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, we'll get it. They're precious. They really are. And I love that she says, yeah, we'll get it because it means they're going to practice a whole lot more. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) All right. So then we come to the rescue, which is the scene that makes me cry the hardest Mm -hmm. oh my gosh to have america the beautiful being sung while she is being rescued to and to have those silent tears running down her cheeks do you casey do you remember when we talked to Mm -hmm. tammy gillis and 
how she's a soldier. She's not gonna, she's not gonna burst into tears Mm -hmm. in front of her, in front of her comrades, Mm -hmm. but in front of her, in fellow, in front of her fellow soldiers, but just the smile of relief on her face. I'm rescued. I'm going home. Oh, and just those tears of relief going down her dirty cheeks with the boom, boom of the music in the back. It's, oh, it kills me. It gets me every single time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to turn, I want to turn the reuniting scene over to you, Casey. So go for it. Cause I know it's your favorite scene. Oh, so, it is my favorite scene. So I want to, I want to turn it over to you. Go for it. So at the very, almost the very end of the movie, we see two cabs roll up to what seems to be some kind of military air base airfield. And out comes Harper and Phoebe and Norman out of the first cab. And you have Shane, Oliver and Rita coming out of the second cab the cab goes and obviously Harper's like, wait, what? <laughs> Aren't we going to need a cab? Um, and uh, we also have Steve come back. This time we want Steve to be there because he is really the driving force to this next scene. And um, he tells, he, he, you know, he meets Phoebe and Harper. He's like, you know, do you want to see what army rangers are flying in these days? And then we have the moment where Phoebe turns around and her mama, Randy Lynn, walks down and everyone's crying, including myself and everybody else. And it's just like such a beautiful reunion between the two of them. I mean, this girl has gone through so much. We find out that her dad had been killed in action in Kabul. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, her mom had been missing for almost like over two years at this point. And Grandpa's getting older. Grandpa's getting older. He's not doing well. We we know that he's on dialysis. And I mean, there is no grandma that we know of. We don't know if she has any other family. She's been bullied. Like she has had a very hard go the last several years. And to see her like, you know, call out for her mom and just run to her is just the most precious and heartbreaking and beautiful thing in the entire world. And we also see you know, um, our everybody else cuddling. <laughs> I know everybody else is crying. And Kristen Booth has said that like literally she and Crystal like couldn't hold themselves together. I mean, like all of them yeah. really, they have said that scene was so emotional and y'all should yep. listen to our interview with Tammy Gillis. Cause she goes into more details about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so beautiful. And, and, and then oh, we have it's the amazing. hugs, Norman and Anna <laughs> have their hug and Shane and Oliver have their hug cuddle. Yeah. And then to end, Oliver is using that newly found fortune to buy Shane's old home lot. And he's asking her to dig up the blueprint somewhere with her computer skills. And he's going to build a postal retirement center. All righty. Are you ready? No, we're, we're not ready. We just need to talk about he, get, he gets her cutting from the rose bush. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. He gets her a cutting from the rose bush, which is going to come into play a lot later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. <laughs> and we all see right. Oliver trying to show and do these things for Shane. Like he's not a his his love language at this point is like gifts. 
mm-hmm. or giving things, doing things. So it's it's interesting to see him grow in this way. But it also shows that he's listening. That's a yes. really big one. Yeah. All right. Trivia time. The daughter's name that that um, that Randy Lynn delivered the baby. What was the daughter's name? Nilifer. Nilifer. Uh-huh. Uh, check-in time to the hotel was. They arrive at 3.57 or something like that. 3.56, Casey. Get the minute right. (laughs) 5.10. They they check in time. And, okay, can I just say, curfew at 10.30, please. (laughs) Come on, Oliver. We're all adults here. All right, what's the population of Big Piney? 5.76. Very good. I did. I wrote notes this time. Yes, you did. <laughs> what is Miss Louisiana's name? Peggy Rose. No, good for you. <laughs> this never happens, by the way. It so. doesn't. <laughs> so you're on fire. <laughs> never happens. <laughs> what was the title of the magazine? What was the title of the magazine? Not the name of the magazine, but the title of the article. A special delivery? Nope. I don't know. I know it's Postal Living. From Dead Letters to Love Letters. Oh. That was the, the title of the article that she was featured in. It's right there on the, on the cover. Yeah. And what's the, what's the reference in Psalms? The actual number or the tower? The actual number. What, what's the reference? Psalms what? fifty nine sixteen. Very Fifty-one. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, one more. What was the trusty steed's name? Zephyr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I did it. Casey, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, really quick. I know we have really literally like two minutes. However, I just have to ask you. So I alluded to this earlier. Yes, There's yes. There's like a seven-month difference between this movie and the next movie. Uh-huh. Oliver asks Shane out. Then, he, obviously, they're not a They thing. have dinner on the steps. They have dinner <laughs> on the steps. From the heart, we see Shane griping, like, passive-aggressively saying that she doesn't have a boyfriend. What do you guys think that Oliver and Shane did over those next five, six months? Like, go get coffee? <laughs> I, if they even did anything, I have no idea. I think the, I think the fact that she's so... <clears throat> means that Oliver has done nothing. And so it, it is ticking her off, you know? <laughs> like, why is he not my boyfriend right now? <laughs> if they went out for some dinners casual dinners under the disguise of like work or like work lunches they probably went to the mailbox grill they they probably did that a lot as a foursome (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like he probably would have done it i feel like oliver would have been the type to make an excuse to have dinner or lunch with her under the guise of work, but just with mm-hmm. her. Because yeah, but he wouldn't call it a date. Right, yeah. and he wouldn't call yeah. it a date or anything because in the next movie, we see him making that heart. And you don't just make a Valentine with a heart on it for just a friend. You know but what I'm saying? it's Valentine's Day, so it's different. I, th- I, really do, I really do think that 
I really do think that they're still, that they were at a standstill, which is oh, no. sad after so many months. Well, no, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like at that moment, they had to have, they, their relationship had been, had to have been progressing like at least a little bit because maybe he wouldn't be griping <laughs> about not having a boyfriend and he wouldn't be making a card with a heart asking her to a fancy dinner. Like, I don't know. Because I don't know. If they didn't do anything, like, I'd be like, well, but in one in a million, she says, what was tonight? Was it a date or just our long promised dinner? So very long promised, very long <laughs> promised dinner. You know I mean? It just, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I really have no idea. That's a very good question. Yeah. One yeah. that, dang it. We've already interviewed the stars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have them back. They like we'll us. Back. <laughs> All Anyways. right. Laura Lynn, thank you so so much for joining us oh thanks for having me yeah. all right everybody bye. bye thank you so much for joining us on today's episode for more juicy details and to hear what's coming up don't forget to follow us on twitter at deliver me a pod and on instagram at deliver me a podcast and please check out our merch store for tons of postables inspired merchandise to enhance your fandom see you next week